No introduction necessary. None. Just like I felt like we just watched uh, episode nine of Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? Like of the first <laughs> few seasons, I felt like let's just you know what? Let's just tie up all of the plot lines, or like let's like move every plot line so far every forward in one episode. And we're only that was only episode eight, right? We got three more. 10, 11, it's 12, awesome. four more. It's like four more. Math is hard. It is Listen, hard. Uh, but, you know, if you go back, like, because I think, what was it, the Christmas episode, just like an episode or two ago, and it's like, yeah, this is a nice one, but it's definitely a filler one, you yes. know? And it's like you go from that filler to everything. Everything in their mother is about to, you know, be unraveled right here, at least advanced, like you said. Do you want to do this, you know, character? Do you want to do it story arc? <sighs> how do you want to run this one down, man? We got a lot of options. I know. A lot of options on the table. My notes are still in chronological order. Let's do it. But we can. I mean, what do you want? We'll to jump do? around. Let's do. Let's do chronological. Dude, speaking we of may just jump around from a character to a character. Speaking basis. of jump around, did you see Nebraska opening weekend? Oh, uh, Good week Lord. zero or week one? Well, like, which I think one, that was which one okay, do you wanna, okay. I think it was week. <laughs> one. If you talk to Will, Will only counts week <laughs> one. He doesn't look it down. At week That's zero. Funny. That's right. We're on a first name <laughs> basis. Because if you guys didn't know, that. my boy went and partied with him. <laughs> All right, my boy went and partied with him at the Acme Feed and Seed. Uh, did a tailgate party. He's got a signed hat. Got some pictures. They're their best friends now. No, they're best shout- friends. No free shoutouts. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's jump around. Um, I'm sure we'll get into the th- themes and stuff as we go, but let's just let's just kick it off. So first off, we see the doc talking to her doc. We got a th- dude. Yes, we got a therapist on therapy. Like we got an inception of therapists going on. Which I think, I mean, that makes perfect sense, right? Like therapists are people too. They they have their own thoughts and feelings they need to work through. But maybe. that maybe that I don't know. I, I guess a doctor, like a medical doctor, also sometimes needs a medical doctor. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, it's funny though, because like to, to that exact point though, she even said to Ted at one of those uh, like kind of interactions, like, "Well, yeah, well, I help people get over exactly what I just went through, so yes. I think I'll be fine. Yeah. Just back yeah. up." Right. So we hear her, her therapist, Bridget, I guess, on the phone, and she's like, oh, what was the last thing we were talking about? Oh, Ted refusing to be vulnerable and pissing you, pissing you off or whatever. <laughs> Sound familiar? I mean, um, but it is. It is. If you think back at, like, everything that Doc has, like, gone through and we've yeah. seen of her, she doesn't open up, right? <clears throat> like, no. she doesn't do anything. I will tell you, I was shocked. When she threw in her iPod and those earbuds, dude, dude, are you what kidding a cool, me? Like we got are some like we got some like British London rap going on, and she's just it was beautiful she's in her element. And she talked about that later. Like she is in her element. That's like her happy place. She's even like yelling that the dog doesn't like to be <laughs> the dog doesn't <laughs> like the sweater or whatever. <laughs> and she's just like just ah grooving. Um, I absolutely love that. I absolutely love until, that. And obviously the tragedy. Until happens. she's yeah. not. And I'm thinking to myself, are we killing off Doc right now? Dude, <laughs> I 100% thought she died. I was it, like, like... Going into it, I was like, Doc just died. Like, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> what? I, I, it was blood oof. on the ground. You're... <laughs> There was. We went full. Uh, I think that we referenced it later, but we went full uh, Grey's Anatomy, like like <laughs> cliffhanger. It did because it goes straight into the like intro, <clears throat> which was the first time. And I, I know you talked about this when I was out, but it was the first time that I honestly thought about hitting that skip button to see what the hell just happened. Oh, okay. I honestly thought about okay. it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it because yeah. I, I agree with your take from earlier. You gotta watch. You gotta it just, have it. it. Just sets the tone, but. 
Yeah, I almost did. I almost did. And luckily, we, we jumped right in to, to Ted at the hospital trying to pick up his, uh, his wife that the, that the hospital nurse, doctor, whomever uh, thinks. Dude, that, <laughs> that, one, that, that, one was, that one was great. Let's, you know what? Let's actually take the story arc a little further, and then we'll just kind of pause it, and then we'll kind of come back to certain pieces. So, yes. Let's do it. We, do, we go back to the hospital. <clears throat> Ted's there. And um, <laughs> they, he's all, already talking to one of the other nurses about like Winnie the Pooh and some like, I love, he's talking about free healthcare, which Daniel Erickson, yep. shout out in <laughs> different country, but you know what I'm saying? Um, universal healthcare over there. And then they roll the doc in and he's like, oh no, she's in like a wheelchair. <laughs> His reaction when she stands up, I, <laughs> I started rolling, man. He's like, oh my God, she can walk again. Thank God for science. <laughs> Dude. Dude, he he goes full Ted Lasso. Like that is full Ted Lasso, and it was absolutely beautiful. The whole, like, thank God for science. All I was thinking was sitting there, Ricky Bobby. Like, Ricky Bobby yes. was just, like, playing in my mind when he was going through that scene, and it was beautiful. I absolutely adored it. Did you um, – we'll just roll into the next one. So he finally gets her home. He gets docked back to her house. Obviously, he has to, uh, she, he has to accompany her to the house. Um, but – and I guess that kind of walk home is kind of interesting. He's carrying the bike and he's like playing the voice memos that she was, she left him like voice memos while she was like on medication or whatever. I thought those were pretty good. Dude, those were great. She sings like, what is it? An act from West Side Story. Yes. Like she's singing it and then she gives him some kind of, you know, grief right back after basically calling her out in the previous episode or something of, well, you think my job's bullshit? Well, talk to me about any of your bullshit anytime you want, <laughs> blah, 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 is basically what she just did to him. Yes. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was so funny. One of the little lines that I didn't, I've been watching it with the captions on the second time. Yeah. Oh, game changer, by the way. That's game changer. Smart move right there. Smart move. So he drops the uh, In Concussio Veritas, which is like a, a play on In Vino Veritas, which is in wine, there is the truth or whatever. So it's like In Concussions, there are the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All oh. right. So I heard it oh. and I assumed it. Yes. I didn't know that's what it meant. Yeah. So thank you for yes. that. That was, yes. I like that. I like uh, that a lot. I, I thought that one was pretty clever. Um, so he finally gets her back to the house, to her house, and um, we get another peek inside, inside her like her personal world. And there's something going on there. There a lot more than we thought. I I thought there was a darkness to her at the beginning, and I was thinking to myself, does she have bad intentions? And it was just, I, I think we're turning that into like she's wrestling with her own demons, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I looked at it from the sense of. You know, generally in a show, you have to have some kind of, you know, bad person, right? And so like, I exactly. kind of thought that that's who she was going to be. I don't think that at all is who she is, but I didn't see it the way that you just described it. And I think, I mean, obviously you're correct because we just saw it, but I didn't see it as like, okay, she's dealing with her own stuff. Like I just, in my mind, like, I think it's a stereotype, right? It's like, Hey, you're a doctor. You obviously got your stuff together. Mm, like, yeah. so in my, I just automatically went there. I didn't even think about it. Like, yeah, you're right. She is a person. I don't know if that's where she's from. You know, it, does, it looks like she's living in corporate housing, right? Ted makes that kind of... Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, or if she just is that sterile. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It could be either way. Yeah. But a few bottles of open wine, uh, the chicken and the egg, you know. Dude, with that one... Can we talk about how Ted can't drink water? Dude, that, that one... That threw okay. me off. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like combining three it things. It was... No, no. This is the scene. We're in it. It's perfectly fine. You touched on two things. One, when he when she said, I've only got... I've got water or wine. And he goes, oh, the chicken and the egg. Hysterical <laughs> because... 
you, when you drink one, you need the other and then vice versa. Oh my God, that one killed me by itself. But him drinking the water. First of all, did you hear the Kyrie Irving comment? <laughs> Dude, yeah. I'm I, like a, my, I like my water like or Kyrie likes his earth. Flat. flat. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote so that one down as one of my he, quotes. He that can't was a good one. drink fizzy water, you know, nope. carbonated water or whatnot. And then he he gets flat water and it's like, look, look. <laughs> dude, and like the, the fact no one, that they paused for a the, good 15 <laughs> seconds to let him chug that dude was absurd the noises was, the no, <laughs> the whole thing man i oh it was so awkwardly just hysterical to me i i loved it um so before we kind of get away from the doc ted uh narrative did you feel because i did like in this episode he was actually almost annoying I love to Ted. Agree. I love Ted, but I feel like they were playing up his speed of joke to the too high. Like I, I but on purpose. I felt like he was. It in, was. I'll say this. I think. I think to. It was the first time I didn't get annoyed with it, but it was the first time that I felt that it was a shtick. In it, it felt it was an act. Yes, as opposed to him being general it, or, or genuine. It felt much more forced, and they did kind of talk about it with the doctor at the beginning about how she deals with her um, awkwardness or whatever with uh, intellect and he deals with it with humor. And if for the first time, it very much felt like a shtick. Speaking of shticks, he, one last scene before we come back to it, but when he calls her at the bar to check on her and he goes, he, he goes, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it light and use a different voice. So you don't know it's me. And he goes, have you been feeling dizzy or, or nauseous? <laughs> Please do that voice every... I never want to talk to you again in anything but that voice. I don't know how you just did that. That was amazing. I'm pretty good at imitating voices. That was spectacular, sir. I absolutely loved that. And yes, when Ted did it, it was... I cried. Dude. But when you... Oh my God. That was amazing. It came, that was... A, I'm done now. We're, we're done. We're done came, here. We're what? We're only like 15 minutes in here. We're done. Came, we're done. I can't, that, I can't go on. That was phenomenal. Oh my God. Got like do a, it again. Do it again. We got like a Kermit the Frog voice. I thought it was Luke Bryan for a second, but. Have <laughs> <laughs> you been feeling dizzy or nauseous? <laughs> yes! Yes! Dude, chime on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for 20 <laughs> years, and I have never heard you do that before. That is I didn't know I had it phenomenal. in me. <laughs> I didn't know I had it in me. Oh my God. Okay. Mm. I had no idea you could I'm sweating a good bit. My face is very red. So is yours. <laughs> oh, man. That was awesome. All right. So. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> anything else on Ted? <laughs> Dude. I know. It's that was so tough. good. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, I know. Um, the only thing that I would say about it is, you know, and this, this kind of goes, I guess, to, to what you're talking about when he called her. He's still sitting at like the bar playing like arcade games. Like he's yes. not back home. He's not kind of he. It, it feels like he's still trying to find that escape. He is right. And, and I will say, and I and I missed a, uh, on this one. I know we, t- we talked about it the last couple of weeks, but it, it it's it's the show is finally humanized again. And it started when Ted was like started having these panic attacks. Yes. It became like such good feely stuff, which was great, right? I mean, that's that is one of the reasons we love the show. But you also need that human element that connects you to it and that emotionalism. And I will say that it is now back uh, tenfold. Uh, this episode probably just is almost as heavy, if not more so, than when Ted does have the panic attack. But you know, with all the dad issues, which we'll kind of go into in a second. But 
I, it just it was very apparent that he he couldn't be alone. You know, he couldn't deal with himself and face himself currently in his current mental state. Yeah. Yes. And I, I what I kind of want to do is we're going to go down another arc. Thank you, uh, Winston, Winston Arnold, for this idea. But I, this kind of for this episode makes sense. We're going to go down another arc. It's going to get controversial, and then we'll come down the last arc, and everything will tie up at the FA Cup game at the end. So, let's um, let's jump into LDN one five two. Let's let's bring on the controversy. Are you ready? <sighs> this is where I got issues. I got I got issues here, but not till the end. I won't air my grievances. It's not dad issues though. This arc. We, that's another not arc. dad issues. That's another arc. issues. Um, so <laughs> the first the first place we pick up on this though is. Um, we see Sam in the locker room, and he is uh, reading A Wrinkle in Time, which is the book that was given to <laughs> Roy at the fir- in the yep. first season. And he gets inspired. He puts it down, and he texts Boss Girl, and he says, Dinner tonight, Latucci. I'll be there. Let's go. And uh, Let's go. Three dots. Dots. <laughs> three dots. <laughs> oh, man. I, I do love it. Okay, honestly, all right. This is... I thought of this as soon as I heard this line. So it's it's the scene where it cuts to Rebecca and Keely sitting on the couch. It's before she gets that text message. And I just I have to bring this line up because it just it was so candid of stuff that you and I have talked about and said here on hey, sometimes we talk about poop. And it just <laughs> made me dude like when she goes, I, I when Keely asks her, it's like, hey, I don't know how to tell anybody that I'm taking a, a shit. I don't know how to, you know, say that. And Rebecca's like, we'll just tell them you're putting on uh what was it, eyeliner L- lip or liner. something. Lip, yeah, lip, lip, or lip something. Liner. You know, it's like uh, guys have no idea what that really means, and girls know you're having to concentrate. So you know, it's like it was just it was like no, let's just talk about poop. And I was just like, you know what? This is this is us. This is perfect. Okay, dude. Aside done, and I'm back. No, though that I, Kimberly lost it at that line. She so lost funny. it because I guess I mean that's one that yeah women are going to obviously relate to more. But for guys, it's still poop. It's funny. It's great. If it's Kimberly ever medium. texts me that, I will automatically know. What's hey Kimberly? Where you at? We gotta go. Uh, put on some highlighter. Oh, okay. I'll see you in twenty. All right. So. You know, we'll just move on oh about our God. day. <laughs> All right, so uh, Sam gets the text back. Boss girl says, I'll be there. He looks over. Well, first of all, before this happens, when he gets the three dots, uh, who is it? Jamie that gets lost in space and drops the ball on, uh, drops the bar on yeah, Colin. Yeah, the bar on Colin. Dude, he drops the bar on Colin, <laughs> and, and then, then Isaac drops the ball on Colin. Like, dude, yeah. Colin. Dude, what is it? What was his mantra like two episodes ago? I'm, I'm a, a strong. strong, independent man. No, no, you're not. No, no, you're not. Strong, buddy. And capable man. <laughs> strong and capable. There you go. It was on my neck. <laughs> so, so yeah. Sam looks over at uh, Isaac and says, "I'm ready for my. I want my haircut. I want to request a haircut." Which we don't know what that means, but apparently it's a big deal. And you know what? Your boy Isaac's good at cutting hair. Um, that that became the joke the rest of the way through. You know yes. what? Everything else sucked. But Sam Obasanyan's hair hair was fantastic. <laughs> um, so, anyways, he gets his haircut, and uh, I guess kind of the next place we see them is at the restaurant. You see the Rolls Royce outside. I think it's Rolls Royce. Is that Bentley? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's a Rolls Royce. One of the two. The Phantom. So uh, Rebecca's debating on going inside, and Keely shows up with like her mask on, looking on <laughs> on the call, <laughs> like like hyping her up to go inside. And at first, the awkwardness, they did a great job with the awkwardness. Was it not the most awkward? No, they did. And look, I'm not mad about any of it up until this point. 
okay? Because, like, neither one of them know who they're talking to. Neither one of them know anything. Obviously, they know each other when they walk in. And it's like, oh, hey, you look beautiful. You look great. Great. Good. You look great, too. Great haircut. You know, it comes back. It, it starts playing into yes. it. Yeah, hey, Keely says hi. You know, like, it's just super, like, weird. And Rebecca is even like, yeah, that's super awkward. Uh, and then uh, and then Sam's like, hey, yo, I'm here. I'm in the blue suit. And he's, you know, kind of back to back. And all I of a sudden, here's her phone go off. I think and, if her phone doesn't go off, she bounces. But he hears like it. And he, and he, like, he's like, he turns, he realizes it. I think if it yep. goes off, I think she walks out and they never know the difference. She, I thought that's what we might get. I thought we might get Rebecca finds out that it's him, but he doesn't know it's her. And then it's an unspoken thing. But no, we didn't do that. We didn't dip the toe in the water. We jumped all the way in. Yeah, buddy, we did. So what did you think we about did. this next part? Because Rebecca really tries to get out of this situation. Does she? she does she really try? Now's where I started to take well, issue. Because does she really try? No. She says the right things. But but I think they're playing on that whole concept of like just just let let go. Let go, you know what I'm saying? And let it go. Let it go. But, okay, there there was some funny there were some funny lines though there. First of all, she does compliment him on the haircut, and then she sends the text that's like awkward and everything. Then when they figure it out, when she's like, oh my God, I'm a, I'm a pedophile. I've been grooming you because <laughs> he's 21. Now, quit. What is he, how does he P- say Pedophile. She says pedophile. Pedophile. Here's my question. How old do you think Rebecca is? Guru, I like that. All right. So because Kimberly asked me that question and I and I had a couple thoughts, but what do you, what do you, how old do you think mm. she is? All right. Not the actress, Rebecca, the character. The character. I don't want to insult any, yeah, yeah, yeah. any, any lady here. hundred percent. Right. I would probably say upper 40s low 50s that's what i was thinking so that, we, i give in that range she was with what's his name for how many years 20 years right 20 years and he likes the younger girls. that's what i'm saying so, so i'm so, assuming she was probably a younger girl if she's in her you know old 20s 30s he's 50 at that point right yeah yeah because he's probably 70 now i would assume right? i mean kind of i was thinking late 40s late 40s yeah, early okay. 50s at most but still you're talking double his age he's 21 which she's pulling him She's doing what he did to her. I, and then also, I mean, it, it's I, they're playing on stereotypes here, um, but at the same time, she is his boss. <laughs> 100%. Like flip the script, flip, flip, flip gender, race, and age and everything, and it, it, it looks very different. Do you know what I'm saying? It just does. Oh, yeah, no, it does. I, uh, I definitely thought we were about to get a very inappropriate from her when she said, I'm your boss. And she's like stuttering and awkward. And I thought, you know, because it's a, it's like an owner to a player. Like I thought she was about to say, I own you to oh, an African-American okay, person. Okay. See that? And I, like, I really thought that joke was about to happen. And I was like, Oh no, please don't do that. Well, in, uh, in a, in a way, I and I, I was curious if we'd talk about this, but in a, in the in only the way that this show can do, they're addressing that stereotype as well without addressing it because neither one of them has, has acknowledged that that exists or that that's a, even a thing kind of between them. But by the, one of the most popular TV shows on the planet right now doing it, it's, it's definitely, um, putting that out there. So, um, Ooh, before we keep going, okay. I, we're not done here by any means, Nope. but it did happen, uh, in one of the scenes when he's getting right before he gets his haircut, when he's texting Rebecca or te- texting boss girl, boss girl, uh, what, probably my favorite quip, of the show is from Jamie. Well, what if it's only textual, a textual chemistry? <laughs> yes. And it was yes. so funny to me. I, I, dude, I was crying. I, I, dude. That's the one that lost it. I lost it. It was so funny. You, you wonder if he got it from the TV show that he was on. 
He, dude, but, he very well may have. But it's they use these very funny moments to have characters that you have pre um, supposed like notions about. Um, and you think like Jamie's like shallow and doesn't know anything, but then he says these lines that are so out there, like the whole, like, why would I want to be anything other than me? Like those little things. And then this one, like, well, what if it's just a textual, uh, what is it? What was it? Textual, what? Textual chemistry. Textual chemistry. Sexual chemistry. (laughs) Textual chemistry. Dude. All right. Can I just, can I say something like, cause no one, everyone that we've had on so far, uh, and we've got a top five from no one's had Jamie in their top five. Oh, that's Jamie going, that's, is a sleeper top five for me. Yeah. He's he's moving his way up, especially like his progression, his arc, and he means so much and advances so much of this narrative overall. And I, to me, he's a very important character, and he's quickly becoming one of my favorites. Quickly. I mean, whether whether you're a Tartar or a Lannister, Jamie's have a way of coming back around. Do you know what I'm saying? Like flipping <laughs> the script, changing your your perspective. Um, so I did notice though, Sam is so smooth in that moment though. I mean, he's, he's pretty smooth and you almost don't, I wonder how old he actually is in real life, but you don't, I didn't see age that much. It it was more of a number in that situation. Kimberly was like, I'm like, my God, he's 21. She's, she was really caught on that. And I was like, I don't know if it's because the actors don't look it or he looks older or he's acting more mature. For me, it was kind of a, it kind of was a non thing. I don't know. What do you no, think? No, I get that. But think of it like it, he definitely has a maturity and an intellect about him. Because yes. even think about when we first started seeing the text messages, we were like, oh man, yeah, this sounds like Ted, right? Or this beard. Is, this is smart yeah. or beard. You know, like we, yeah, <laughs> I threw that one out there. And I, yeah, whatever. That's funny. It's uh, funny. Which I'm so excited for next week's episode. So excited uh, for next week's episode. <laughs> we can go and touch on that right now. But if, I mean, you beard, uh, beard after night or whatever, beard after beard hours. Beard after dark. Dark. Oh my God. Whatever it is. I don't know, but I'm super what, excited. Are we on? For it. Are we about to go on some mushroom trip, like downtown Facts. London? What are we? Facts. He's about to drink the tea again. I think he might. I think he just might drink the tea oh, again. Man, oh well, so I don't want to get into. So I don't want to. I don't want to. There's so much I want to <laughs> say, but we're not on beard yet. All right. So <laughs> Sam drops off Rebecca, and I do, and I they've had a good time, and and a kiss happens. I I mm. every every step of the way, I was thinking to myself, they're gonna cut it off at some point, or they'll just have drinks or whatever, and then it just kept going and going going i can respect that especially for rebecca's sake because we have more buy-in with rebecca at this point right like sam's been like a supporting character and, yeah. and we like sam right i'm not gonna say like nobody doesn't like oh, sam, sam's but incredibly lovable he, he, yeah you know he's just not he's not one of the main people yet it looks like he is becoming one but you know we want rebecca to be happy but i want rebecca to be happy with ted <laughs> like i'm just i'm not yeah i'm not bought into this yeah i, I do not like it one bit it, it, it's wrong on the whole, you know, boss level. It's, it's, I, I, I can't get behind this. The, like I just, I can't do it. How's this supposed to work? So before I give my final thoughts, let's go to the last scene with them because I think we won't give anything else away before that. But, um, after the FA cup game, we won't tell the result, but she, she's sitting there and she texts him and she, she gets out of banter. She gets away from the app, from the app and she actually texts his cell phone and she's like, you know what? Because I think she sees his interview and he talks about trying. And the, the worst thing to do is to not try. You know, you can try and fail. But as long as you try, that's that's noble. And so she texts him, smooth as hell, this guy. <laughs> she's like, are, Dude, you, are you around? And he says, I live at 152 yada yada lane, whatever. He got the are you up text. He got the are you up text. And he sent, he sent the address. He dropped the pin. You know what I'm saying? 
And so yep. she's like, F it. I'm bouncing. She goes out that front door and he's sitting there waiting. And she mm, said, why did you? Move. It was, it, I'm telling you, he was smooth as hell in this episode. Um, all that being said, um, and he said for next time and then he comes in the house. So like, man, like I said, every single step they kept, they, they, they went there. I was like, they're, they're not going to go there. Oh, they went there. So to, to, I guess my whole thing, when I looked at Kimberly after we were watching and I was like, I just don't know what good comes from this as far as character and as far as our character interactions, like they're just, maybe this is the lawyer brain in me where I'm like risk management. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, so how's his relationship going to be with Ted now? Like I was thinking more about it. Ted seems like he would be like, well, good for you guys. I got my own things I'm working yeah. on. Do you know what I'm saying? But like, okay, so how does, how is Sam going to interact with all of the players on the team now that they know that he is in a romantic relationship with the owner of the club? Like, how's that going to rub the players the wrong, wrong, wrong or right way? What's Nate going to think? What's Beard going to think? Like, what are they going to think of Rebecca? What's Keely going to think? I mean, I, I'm like, ah, ah, I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> you are freaking out, man. Because here's, what, here's what's going to happen. Keely's going to find out. Keely's going to be the only one that's going to know. All right, because Rebecca has to tell Keely, it's going to have to happen. Then no one else is going to find out, and that's going to be the like anxiety <sighs> that you're going to carry from episode to episode on who's going to find out, when are they going to find out, how are they going to find out, how is this going to blow up, and they're going to keep it a secret. That's exactly it's what's going to happen, and I'm just I, I'm not happy about it. Uh, I'm not happy about it. I don't. How do we? How do we? How do we politely and cleanly resolve this? <laughs> Look. And like maybe they're he gets may, traded. Look, that's look, the only that's, that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna end up getting traded. But here's the deal: maybe maybe they're straight up playing with our emotions, and like maybe it works out. And I don't know. Maybe they find some way. Maybe Sam's like, I don't. Yeah, maybe he decides he he wants a trade so they can be together, and they actually are together. I mean, or that would be away. that would be crazy. That would be crazy. He just walks away from the team. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I like, don't it. like it. I don't like it. You're not supposed to mix, mix business and pleasure. That's really like, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, they, oh, man. Um, uh, that's, okay. That's, Anything, closing <clears throat> thoughts on Rebecca and, and Sam? LDN152 and, and Boss Girl. It was shocking. I, I didn't think we would get that this episode. I just didn't think. I didn't think. Well, or if we did, to your point, I thought it was still going to be like, a, oh, no. And it was going to be cut off. And like yeah. that was going to be, yeah. it was going to be resolute. And it just, there's zero resolution. And I, I just, I don't, it's not sitting well with me. It's not sitting well with me. Can we talk about something that it is sitting well with me? I have a secret, I have a secret under the table here, theory about some people. Okay, bring it on. I'm pretty sure that Beard and Roy are best friends. Okay. Sure. Okay. So. God, that was the most, that was the most perfect segue. It was so funny. You knew exactly, <laughs> you knew exactly what was next here. We're coming back to the first scene that we haven't talked about yet, and they're just sitting there, and silent, silence, and they're just staring at each other, and they're actually kind of scowling, but it's like an agreed, understood thing. Keely gets it too, but do you remember the scene? What was it? Uh, It was Jamie when he comes in with beer, and he's like, "I don't really know how to talk to you." (laughs) It's working. I, can I just say when Keely comes in, all bubbly Keely, and they're they're death staring at each other, and she's like trying to find someone to be a sponsor and she's like oh okay you both (laughs) (laughs) but then immediately have nate walking (laughs) it was it was perfect dude so good that one that one got me um 
And then, so we really, the, the whole rest of the episode, like two thirds of the episode, I felt like were about dads, which is definitely how, how on point that you're, uh, you're, uh, we just had the, the pregnancy pod. You're the new dad. Um, obviously this is not newborn, but these are dad issues, right? We got dads, dad relationships going on all over the place. So, um, let's see, where do we start? I guess Jamie, uh, ignores, we're back in the locker room and Jamie ignores the call from his pop, from his dad. Uh, last time we saw him with his dad was not good. He's yep. getting chewed out in the locker room, right? Chewed out in the locker one. room, yeah. And then yeah. we've we've heard about him because his dad, uh, he he, what did he tell Ted? He did the show, he did the reality show just to piss off his dad or whatever. Yeah. So I think we always knew we were going to get some sort of Jamie and father thing that kind of comes on. But this episode, we get so much more because right after that, they they parallel Sam getting the call from his dad, and like you get and for, everything being great, everything being great. You know, uh, the Air Dubai, the Dubai Air or whatever thing, you know, forced the country to change their stance on oil. And he's so proud of it. Which I'm glad we addressed again. We did. I'm glad at least it came. I mean, it was only one line and I get that, but I appreciate it. Yes. I do appreciate the tie back in. Absolutely. Great tie in. But God, this is, they, they, they're spinning this perfect web of that was an opportunity to bring back in an old topic, but also push forward a new topic. It's freaking brilliant, dude. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's, it's genius writing. It's unbelievable. The storytelling capability, because they're, they're, they're in a new episode talking about dads, you know, the, the, you know, dad relationships, father relationships. And then they've also pulled us back into this other thing. I mean, it's freaking brilliant. Um, and I think you sent this to me, uh, but for season three, isn't Jason Sudeikis making a million dollars an episode dude, like, and deserved it, it's, every it's, single cent. It's been going around today that, uh, yes, that he, they've all signed up and he's reportedly getting a million dollars an episode and worth every penny worth every mm-hmm. penny. Facts. All right. So speaking of dads, can we talk about the other daddy issue? Which one? Did you catch the other one? There is, there's a couple other ones that at least get mentioned. Okay. All right. Before, before the, the big one, but uh, Phoebe and her dad. So the next scene was Roy and Phoebe, uh, yep. and the teacher, which <laughs> this scene. Awesome. I mean, I any it. scene with Roy is great, but you throw in a yeah. Phoebe or a Keely and, and we were just, we're gravy baby. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> when the teacher asks about Phoebe's dad and he said, he's a piece of shit and she, <laughs> oh, oh, is he dead? Is he dead? And he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. He's a living piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude. it was beautiful oh the, the cursing here and the influence Dude, and then the like yeah she's she's been she's got in trouble this is her fifth offense for being in trouble for cursing and she's like do you have any idea where he gets it from he's like no and then like she looks at him and like his eyebrows like uh, me what fuck. who me <laughs> I, love how, I love how he doesn't even drop the ck on a lot of the ones it's just fuck <laughs> He's talking um, about fudge. Yeah, right? fudge. Some fudge. Really good fudge over in London. It's definitely fudge. Right? Um, he d- he's done that a couple times where he realizes something like it's the Roy doesn't understand Keely thing, which yeah. I sent that. Did I send that to you as well? I don't know if yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, Apple, Winston, I think, sent that one too. Apple Apple Music sends. I get a I get a notification on like Wednesday last week or something. It was right when we were packing up to leave Thursday. So 
I get a notification that says, if you're bored, listen to the Roy Doesn't Understand Keely Apple Spotify music playlist or whatever. And I'm freaking brilliant. Not Spotify. <laughs> Please tell Apple. me you listened to it while you were driving up to Ohio. Did not. Did not. Oh, it man. seems like, but it was, I mean, I think they're all like love sappy songs. And it was just, you know. You were with your wife. Yeah, that's true. But it wasn't really the mood at the time. <laughs> I don't know. Five o'clock traffic leaving Nashville. It was more of like a heavy metal moment, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was probably Ed Sheeran or something. I don't know. So um, <laughs> I love the last line of that scene where the where they all leave and the, the teacher looks down, <laughs> F and glitter, but she drops it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just right funny. After getting a good job yeah, yeah, it's just funny. Can we get ice cream? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and in the next scene, they're sitting in the car <laughs> eating ice cream. <laughs> Dude, are they actually oh, eating ice cream? Did I miss that? They're actually eating yes, ice cream. They're ice sitting cream? in his car eating ice cream. And then he has to put his down in the holder to have the talk with her about, hey, it's okay if I do it. You can't do it. You're better than me. All the, all that whole shit. Dude, okay, well, let's go, let, oh, let's go to that one then. I didn't even realize that they were yeah. eating ice cream, and I've watched it twice now. So a yep. <laughs> couple favorite references there. When he says the veterinarian for wild animals, like, what do you do? Who even pays you to do that? It doesn't make sense to me. Never mind. Never mind. No, it sounded like Michael Scott, like, no time. No time. I can't tell every parent, every <laughs> single parent has that moment. Every single one. Like, you're, you're like trying to have this serious conversation and you just get, you're so angry and you're like, this makes no sense. Why would this matter? What are you talking about? And you just, you just have to move on. You have to accept it that there are six or nine or, you know, whatever. And you just, you just go and you just, you know what? It's fine. Whatever. Screw it. This is what I really need to tell you. <laughs> like, Every single parent knows what I'm talking 40 about. 40 things that I need to that. say, but there's only one that's important right now. Stop. Um, <laughs> and then Roy presents us with, Yet, I mean, just, my God, just, he's like pulling the heartstrings this entire show. Like, yep. he is now the emotion, the emotionless, stoic guy is the guy that's pulling the most emotion out of this show right now, which is crazy. Um, but when he kind of gets real with her, by the way, he's talking to what? She's nine? She's not, maybe 10 at this point, but yeah. I feel like the dialogue may be over a nine-year-old, but she's right there with it. Um, but he's just like, I feel like I may be giving you the worst parts of me. When she comes back and says, I'm as good as the best of you, I like... That one's uh, good. Yep. Hold it together. Mm-hmm. Hold it together. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Phoebe. Dude, yeah. Damn it's, it. Dude, they're, they're money together. Don't do me like and that. They, dude, they're so good. And like Phoebe is Phoebe's solid. Phoebe is solid. (laughs) Was it mm. uh, dragons and princesses or whatever? (laughs) Well, can I at least be the dragon this time? No. No. (laughs) Well, they at least tell me the wand got fixed. (laughs) (laughs) Like without hesitation too, jumping out of the car, like ready to run in and play. (laughs) All right. So before, before we get to uh, the, uh, the last scene there at the FA cup final, let's go back again. Um, So, <clears throat> Jamie leaves the locker room and his dad has texted him. <clears throat> excuse me. His dad has texted him and uh, asked him to get him some tickets for the FA Cup semifinal against Man City. Um, and <laughs> he walks to what I think is the closet. So he's going to go call his dad back and say no hmm. and say his piece. And instead, Higgins answers the door. <laughs> <laughs> dude did you see that come? did you i mean no i thought I he not. was walking away to call his dad back and then he, higgins opens the door 
Well, oh. I mean, he even like addresses it at the end when like Jimmy is leaving. He's like, "What well, do you want me to close it? Leave it? Goes, just, just close it. There's less questions. Like, he's just like, Dude, I know this is bad. When, <laughs> when he opens that door and Higgins is kind of like bubbly about it and all, and he's cleaning products and whatever. And Jamie goes, this is very, very sad. <laughs> um, oh, man. But then they have this very real, very real, almost therapeutic style conversation. Kimberly, again, I will give her credit here. She, she brought it up. And I know you did too. And so is Winston, but everyone goes to Higgins for advice, whether they know it or not. He's like the, he's the center. He's the, he's the center line. Everybody else is, we think it's Ted. It's not actually like, there's a few other people that like, I feel like Higgins is like right in the middle and he kind of brings everybody else back towards the center where they need to be. But his uh, his little take on dads was was pretty interesting. What did you think of that convo there? It's because I love my dad for who he is and for who he isn't. I mean, like it was like it was it was touching, man. Like because uh, you know, especially being sons, like uh, you know, yes, we've all had those moments with our dad, right? Whether it's you know when you're kind of growing up and you think you're the new man, right? And you can you know you can yep. do everything without your dad. You don't need your dad. That's it. You know, or if it's like, hey, you know, he's just he's just on my case. Like, why is he on me? It's just, there's, there's, there is a, a feeling, a connection between a son and a, and a father that it, it's, I mean, if you're, if you're a guy, you know exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. but there, there's a lot. You honestly grow up thinking this man is your hero, right? I mean, that's, that's the honest truth. When you're, you know, up to like 11, 12 years old, there's your dad can do no wrong. And then you start to learn, okay, well, Hey, he's not perfect. And, you know, that it, it's, it's grasping that and, and being able to understand that and, you know, to love your dad for, for who he is and for who he isn't. I mean, it's a, it's a very profound statement. Yeah. I thought that conversation was, was again, kind of like in, in the Jamie style of things, like he, you can tell he's still kind of working through things and realizing things and you can literally see his brain like working out loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right, so we set the stage for all of this, these fatherly relationships to, to kind of be there. And then let's go to the last scene. First of all, when the team walks out into Wembley, did the you? Hoosiers? There Hoosiers it stage? is. There it is. I, I do. I'm telling you, the moment they started walking out and they played the music, I was like, I, I, called I, I was like, I know this music. And then when he's like, yes, gentlemen, close your eyes and take a look around. And I was like, oh my God, he's doing the Hoosiers thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you I, got that too. <laughs> I would 100% because I told Kay he's about to give him the Hoosier speech. Yes. He's 100% about to yes. give him the Hoosier speech. I paused I, like, it. I knew it was about to I, happen. I paused it, looked at Kimberly, and I was like, I was like, if he tells one of them to go over to the goalpost and start measuring. <laughs> and like, start measuring, yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, but I didn't know that pitches were different sizes. They, they are. Is, I didn't know They that are, which is why it was, I didn't pick up on, I, I wasn't thinking fast enough because I was still, uh, <laughs> I'm still taking in the fact that he's doing the Hoosiers thing. But, um, Kimberly, I keep saying her name, but she has very good points. The fact that we're this far into this show and they're still playing up the fact that he doesn't know much about this sport. <laughs> Not at all. It's, Nothing at all. But hey, guess who's there? Good. Beard is always there. to come. No, actually they're different. Size. You know, like they know. Beard to the lasso. Um, so <laughs> yeah, beard and, and they're all, and he does the Freddie Mercury line because like the Live Aid thing, no, bad. that's old Wembley. This is new Wembley. <laughs> He's totally lost, but he, he totally recovers. And uh, one thing I didn't really think much about the first time, but when Jamie, uh, he, he yells out Richmond. And it was like, I, didn't, I don't know why that didn't really resonate with me at first, but I feel like that was kind of like the, 
I don't know if that was the Rebecca standing up yelling thing. I don't know if that was the Nate spitting in the mirror, but it really felt like that Richmond is my team. Like it was just another thing where it was like, Jamie is Jamie's on Richmond. He, he wants to win this game. I feel like it was a cleansing moment for him, right? It was like a, Hey, this yeah. is, this is where I come back and I am all in. This is, this is who I am now. And I think that was like, you know, cause we had talked about this before. We're like, all right, how long is this really going to last? Yes. Right. And they even have the joke about the, the sign with him being a prick again. And yes. like he can bring it out. So is that really him? Who is he? But I think that was his final cleansing. Like, this is who I am now and I'm okay with it. So we get some clips before we go into the coach's room, but we see Jamie's dad showing up with bug and his other guy and they're all wearing man city gear and he's passing around liquor bottles and they're they're really playing up the bad dad role there but we also get to go see our favorite i was gonna say trio but i guess it's a quad something i don't know quattro i don't know catorce i don't know what does you two say catorce <laughs> <laughs> quartet is that it it's a quartet yeah, isn't that four that's it that's ah, what it is yeah you know what <laughs> but i like your catorce is fine too i'm gonna stick to my uh, uh impersonations today okay just don't forget that <laughs> yeah. one um uh, so but good. may and the boys of the bar i want you to do the voicemail on my phone I'll, 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 do, I'll do that for you <laughs> I may have a yeah, new, sorry. I, may have a, I may have a new career. May says she's already got a tattoo, a, an AFC yeah, Richmond does. tattoo, and then she says, "Mind your own business." <laughs> right, we learn where it is at the end. Though. We, we do. Where it is at the we end. do. Um, oh man, it was great. The, I mean, Dude, May's an underrated character too. I feel it, like we gloss she? over May at times, and I know she's a background character. I get it, but we do gloss over her. She is. She's got some great one-liners. She's good there. She, I mean, she is a bartender, right? I mean, like. She is there to give you what you need when you need it, whether that is a punch in the face or another drink. But I, I also think there's a cultural difference here of like a pub versus just a bar. We're not talking like downtown Broadway where you got to fight over it. <laughs> this is your local pub where like this, you know, every single person in there and you, you go at the same time and you got, you know, Saturday mornings you get up or afternoon. It, it's, I feel like it's more personal and she's the, the life, the life of the pub. Fair. Of she's like, like that. the AFC Richmond like super fit mom super mom there we go, um, all right so we enter the coach's room, and um, so Ted is uh, they're kind of going over their game plans and Ted starts breathing real heavy I immediately knew this was going to be a breathing exercises thing I knew that was coming, but um, I you I, also called that it was going to come out about his panic attacks and that he was going to open up about it. I, I, I knew he would, but I also was surprised that, and I forget, I, I guess I was surprised that they were surprised because I don't know why we saw it in the first season. So it's been with us for a while, but he only showed Rebecca. Rebecca is the only person that knew in the first season. She's the only yeah. person that saw, and she kind of like helped him get home or whatever. And then the second one, same kind of deal as the doc. That was it. So like, no, nobody else knows. So they were all kind of like, um, kind of shocked. Um, but yes, he, he came out and told him, you know, I've been dealing with pan attacks and I'm, I'm working on that. And he's like, there was, everybody's kind of like in shock and he's like, is that okay? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah it's okay. And then they try to level set they and try then, to level set and a little then, bit. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know, this may not have been the reference they were going for, but have you ever seen almost famous? The movie where the kid <sighs> drives around, uh, the, the country with the rock band and everything. I believe I have, but it's, okay. it's a fuzzy one. Still Water is the name of the band. Anyways, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a dreamer movie. But there is a scene where they're on a plane, 
and it starts going down and they're referencing Leonard Skinner and like they think they're all going to, the whole band, they think they're going to die on the plane. And in this moment, everyone starts just confessing things. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> I slept with so-and-so. I'm gay. And like It's like, oh, like everyone just, their deepest thing, they just it's confess. It's their cleanse. It's their cleanse. It's their time for cleanse. And then they survive. Spoiler alert, they survive. And then everybody has to just deal with the aftermath. <laughs> Anyways, um, in that same fashion, then they all start doing their confessions. I thought Higgins was was like pretty funny. <laughs> Money. Dude, it was dude, they were all good. I loved them all, but yeah, Higgins being like, listen, I don't understand how time works, basically. Yeah. Uh, the time change. I the messed differences. Up the, uh, yes. <laughs> it was great. And then oh, uh, man, Nate's good. Nate's was pretty funny when he was like, you know, I have good ideas, but I just I, they're not spontaneous. I think about them for months and then I just wait till the right moment and pretend that they're spontaneous. <laughs> And then good Higgins move. immediately comes and goes, that's a pretty good move, yeah. Pretty, oh, was it Beard? That's a good move. Pretty good move. I can't remember. That's, that's uh, Roy's was kind of blah. It was like, I don't read the scouting reports. Typical Roy. And then Beard yeah. comes off the top rope. Man. Dude, I think, it, you know, hey, I drank the wrong tea uh, one time and was actually tripping shrooms during one of the games. And, like, Roy immediately knew what game, right? Like, he immediately yes. was like, oh, it was yeah. a video. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And dude, I think Ted is more offended that uh, Beard started drinking tea than he is about him tripping shrooms during a game. So why, why would you do that to dude, me? When they, you know, like, when, they, when, they walk, when they walk out and Ted goes, like, uh, something like, you got fancy on me or something drinking tea? He's like, yeah, I didn't know how to tell you. <laughs> Dude, that one was great. Also, how about butts on three? <laughs> butts. butts, butts, butts on three. Oh, dude, I loved it. Butts on three. Oh man, it was so good. That's that's so good. And I, all right, I think we're here at this point now. I need to give credit, yeah, to to Katie because before we even when we got to by the time Sam received a phone call from Dad, all right, yeah, Katie goes, this is going to end with Ted having some kind of dad issue. Oh he wow! Had, he had some sort of dad. She called it from that early. Like this is what's wow. going to happen. Ted has dad. Ted has daddy issues. That's what the problem is. Oh that's wow! That's what we're about to find out. She called. Uh, Dude, that, that's impressive because I that one surprised me in the fact that I thought we were leading up to Jamie. I thought Jamie was at the top of the mountain, and he was yeah. not. He was not. I mean, now now let's just go through that. But team gets absolutely waxed five to zero. Nate gets a yellow card for mouthing off to the ref. Calls him a prickless something and then ted goes don't worry about it mike we know that you have a penis <laughs> i've <thought laughs> been one, called worse <laughs> i thought that one was pretty good and yeah, then uh beard trips over the sign at the end i thought that one was funny and Dude, it, but immediately <laughs> pops right back up like, nothing happened nobody like, saw did that. a little flip over don't the sign and stood up now i do think that and some other things that we've heard about beard are going to lead towards towards the next episode beard after dark or whatever it is i think there's obviously some sprinkles of that um I'm, but I'm curious to know if there's something going on behind the scenes that we haven't heard with him and Jane. Yeah, I mean, may, I mean, mushrooms. Jane, he's off. He's tripping over the something, thing. He's, something's going. He's crazy about to there. go out on a mushroom trip around London. Who knows? By his own. By himself. Yeah. By himself. You yeah, can by, tell by that by Ted is actually kind of worried about him a little bit too. Like. Yeah, but he's got to be the dad, right? He's got to be like, listen, I got to yeah. go see Henry. You know. So speaking of dads, dude, this scene. I don't, it was like a one, two punch, but this scene, the the next one was probably the best one in the entire series for me so far. I, I don't know. There, I, obviously you mentioned this as being sons. You kind of just, you feel this a lot, yeah. but when Jamie's dad comes in in front of the entire team and just rakes him over the coals and like just smears him and puts him down and he's just jeering at him and just going after him. When Jamie rears back and socks him in the face. I was so happy. 
I was so happy. And then I loved beards, you know, like watch your head on the way out. And oh, slammed. watch the door. Oh, oops, oops. <laughs> I loved that. But then the space that like, you know, it's like after the explosion, it gets real quiet. And that like pause, you see Jamie's face and he's looks like he's about to cry or run away. I thought he was going to storm out. And then they go to, to Roy and you, I think I knew right away what was about to happen. I'm like, my God, he's going to go over there and console him. And, uh, the hug, the hug, dude. I mean, it was everything. God, it was, it was more than a hug. Like, I think that's, that's what that qualifies as an embrace. Right. And and like, that was, he was there to comfort him. Right. And I wrote this down and I, I, you know, you've, we've kind of seen that relationship between Jamie and Roy develop over time and it almost goes back to how you deal with your dad when you're growing up right about how you want to be rebellious want to go against him i honestly think by this point roy is probably jamie's father figure like whether either one of them really recognize or want to admit it yeah i do think that's probably kind of how it is because he's probably 15 years older that relationship oh he is i mean he definitely is right i mean he said that he used to have a uh, a roy kent poster on his wall when he was still playing with chelsea (laughs) so doing like an actual real person yeah um you know so I, I do think that that's that's going to be probably something we see going forward of of Jamie really kind of leaning on Roy and going to him for different advice and different Dude. things and, and Roy still being a dick about it but being just I mean but being there before we get which to that is oh, great it is, it is before we get to that last scene can we just back up <laughs> season one episode one Roy and Jamie. Sit down, you pricks, or what? I'm gonna start punching dicks. The whole deal. He called, he talks, you know, he's talking about the carpet on his chest and everything. Could you imagine we got to this scene from that? Well, uh, just unbelievable. I I mean, I know I'm, I'm too big of a fan, but it shows the maturity. Yeah. Like, there's such a maturity about these guys. Yes. Right. And I think that that maturity wasn't tapped into until someone like Ted Lasso came around to like, hey, let me show you the way. Let you know, me show you a little bit better of what you could do and how you could be better. And you know, one thing I didn't really think about till right now, but that first scene with Doc and Ted, this will be a good segue about how she deals with it with intellect and he deals with it with humor. Yeah. It's that was kind of a meta kind of statement though, because like this whole show deals with social injustices and like relationships with both intellect yeah. and humor. It's both. I like that. That's, that's a good call. I've never yeah, really, a real good call. like it just, this was spurred out of this conversation, but it is crazy how I, it doesn't ever feel forced. It, it like, you know, like I'm saying, like these issues that they're talking about, it doesn't ever feel fake or like, uh, it's just one of those shows that deals with, you know, whatever, you know, just some issue this it's golden. So Ted sees the the fight, or sees the punch and the hug, and he immediately wells up and he runs outside. And I, I thought at first he's gonna go tell off Jamie's dad or beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could have seen that too. I thought he was chasing Jamie's dad out, and he was not. Um, I thought that scene no, with I'm- with when he called the doc was really well done because he had been, she had been kind of closed off to him all episode, and then he calls her at the end and she kind of opens up and is bubbly and she's very appreciative. Thank you for, you know, being there for me. I was really scared. She opens up and shares and he is tells, she also tells him at the end there too, like, Hey, this is what happened to me. This is what's going on, but I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it right now. Right. 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 Which, 
when he calls and, you know, she kind of does that. And then he goes into his reveal. You yeah. Know, like, hey, you know, my dad killed himself when I was 16. And that happened to me. And that happened to my mom. Yeah. You know, like it was, it, it was an immediate, like sobering moment. Whew. And then, you know, she's like, well, thank you for telling me, you know, do you want to talk about it? And he's like, not right now. I just wanted you to know, which is the same line that she gave him yeah. earlier when they yes. were kind of talking to the concussion stuff. So I just, I, I thought that it was very well done, very well kind of synced together and chose a good way to go forward. Um, but it was, it was rough. Oh, like, that dude. Was, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I kept, then I started thinking back to other times he's referenced his dad. Cause he talked to Jamie at the bar about his dad. Playing he darts. Referenced him playing darts and stuff. And like, I, I kept trying to think back. I may have, I may just have to like, I may have to get, put on the, get, get on the struggle bus and go rewatch all of Ted Lasso again. Uh Oh, that sounds terrible. It sounds horrible. I, I may have to do it again <laughs> to pick up on those references. Cause I'm just curious to see if he ever like, like, um, referred to him in like past tense or anything like that. Or I like, think he said you know, something along the lines of, you know, I'll, every Sunday my dad and I would go play darts until yeah. I was 16. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I think he said something like that. Uh, Dang. When, when I think he said something like that. I, I don't, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty, I, I mean, pretty that sound, that, that sounded, that sounded spot on. So then that really opens up all of the other motivations, like but behind his son and his relationship with his son and, and how, I mean, you, I mean, and becoming a coach, right? I mean, think yes. about it, you know, think about that relationship, right? Like probably for a guy who plays sports, the person that's going to have the most influence over your life outside of your dad is your coach. Coach. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's who you spend time with. That's who you run things by with. That's who pushes you. That's who guides you. That's who coaches you. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, that's, we've talked about it briefly on different episodes, right? But one of the biggest influences on my life was coach Bradshaw. Right. I mean, like I was very close with him with everything that he did for us when he was our basketball coach for a few years. And, you know, like it, you, you do, you form a very special bond. And I think he wanted that bond since it was gone and it was taken from him. He wanted that bond with as many people as he possibly could. So coaching a, you know, a 53 man team, um, you know, in football, that that's one way to, to, to get a bond. And it's 53 new guys every single year. Like that's, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, we, we opened up a whole new thing because like, as the, as the episode was going, I was like, what are we going to do for the next four episodes what are, <laughs> or three or however many's left? But, um, we hit that one and I was like, Oh my gosh. I think we're about to get not next episode because that's going to be a, uh, I, I think it's a filler episode, but next, it gives us some backstory on beard. Next one could be a, um, a filler for sure. But I do think probably within the next two or three, we are going to see more of a, it won't be the whole episode, but it's going to be a, a Doc and Ted. It, it's definitely going to be a, a sit down between those two and like, hey, let's unpack this. I really want that because we've only yeah. gotten, they've been building up to that. Like even the, the introductory conversation, we've really been building up to him, like actually revealing the issues. I'm kind of glad they did it this way. It wasn't like a, okay, that first episode, like I'm just going to spill the beans. Like, Oh, that was pretty good. You know, what would be funny is in this next episode, if we saw like a bunch of like side characters that we haven't seen in a while, like, uh, um, Trent Krim or like sassy and they're all, <laughs> they're all at the club together doing shrimps. 
<laughs> you know what though? I could see Trent doing it. I mean, he walked into the uh, pub that one night, that's, all sorts of messed up. So that, hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, I could see it. I was saying something crazy, but I also wasn't saying something that crazy because we have seen him, and he I looked like he looked like he was having himself a good time. He was so, for the boys, all right. Trent, like he was having a good old. Trent time. was just like smooth talking. Like, is that what you've got for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like everybody gets when you've had a had a couple. Uh, you know, we're all very smooth when uh, when we get there. But dude, I'm, I'm gonna go. That was that one tugged at the at the heartstrings, especially being a guy. I mean, like you know, like thinking about your relationship with your dad, it just it meant a lot. Like it it meant a lot to watch it in general. And then the fact that yeah, I did just have a kid a week ago, like that also was like wow. Like it's it's a lot bigger of a responsibility, and, and like that relationship means so much more. You know that you don't ever necessarily think about it. Uh, you just kind of live in the moment and try to get by to the next hour. Uh, you know, especially right now when you're not sleeping, uh, you're just trying to make it to the next hour and survive. And you don't really take a step back and think of the bigger picture and think about what your influence is on molding and creating this person, uh, and what all he's going to be able to do. It's, it's pretty cool. Dude, it was a, it was an unreal episode and I will, um, I know you've been kind of on a lack of sleep, but I'll just leave you with one last question. But, uh, <laughs> have you been feeling dizzy or nauseous? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't. Oh. I'm going to wake the kid up. I'm going to wake the baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> 20 years I've known you. Never heard that. Oh, it's so I good. I mean, I don't know if I've ever done it before. It just came out. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just imitating. Oh, it's so good.